Hey guys, what's up? This is uh, Travis here with the Precision Rifle Channel podcast. We're going to be uh, trying something a little bit different new today. Uh, I'm recording this podcast while on the road. I'm actually uh, driving back from the Heat Stroke Open in Camargo, Oklahoma. We've got some, uh, some time here on the road, probably about 24-hour drive home. So I figured I'd uh, do a little bit of a podcast and uh, let you guys know some things that have been come up, coming up in conversations with some shooters, competitors, match directors, uh, things of that nature, and see how it goes. Uh, very low-tech way of doing this, just me, uh, a recorder on the open road, and uh, we're going to kind of break it down for you. If this is uh, successful and you guys like this type of a format, we'll continue to do them, and if not, then hey, we tried something different, and you know, try to uh, spice things or try to change things up a little bit for everybody. Uh, again, if this format works, you know, we do have different guests that uh, carpool with us to matches. Um, as you guys know, we travel to every match um, that the NRL produces throughout the year. So this could be a regular thing if you guys like it. Like I said, otherwise, uh, we'll go back to the regular format. But we figured this would be a good way to kill some time and and talk to you guys, our audience out there. If you guys have ideas or questions or anything of that nature for our show, hit us up. Let us know. You can also reach us at PRForce at PrecisionRifleChannel.com and just let us know what you think. So, today it's just me, so I'm just going to kind of ramble a little bit. Hopefully it's not boring. Hopefully you find what I have to say a little bit enlightening. some uh, <coughs> should answer some questions some of you guys have out there. Uh, the first thing I'm going to touch on, uh, the way I'd like to kind of start the show off, uh, my thought was to do a little after-action report on the match that I uh, just came from, or uh, give a little bit of an insight of a match that I'm going to. So this time I'm, I'm leaving uh, Oklahoma, and I'm going to talk about the Heat Stroke Open. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank the guys in Oklahoma, uh, Matt Clem, BJ Bailey, his entire team. They did a phenomenal job out there. Um, it was a crazy match. They had, um, I think it was like something like 23 different courses, 22, 23 different courses of fire. It was a, a lot of shooting uh, in a short amount of time. Uh, there were 69 competitors, so it wasn't a full match, but the caliber of competitors that were there was top-notch. Uh, a ton of fun. Courses of fire were challenging. They were unique. Oklahoma did not let uh, let down. You know, they held up their reputation with high winds. I think the first day we had winds gusting up to 35 miles an hour with, you know, 100 degree heat. So it was definitely, definitely a, a tough environment to shoot in. Uh, second day wasn't so bad. You know, we had some cloud cover that came in and it kept things cool for a while with a, a steady, you know, 10 mile per hour wind, nothing too crazy, uh, but still a lot of fun and challenging. The match was a race from day one. I mean, we had a, a ton of talent out there, great guys uh, that had attended, Austin Regain, um, Tate Streeter. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm having a brain fart. I've been on the road for so long. Uh, Clay Blackheader, uh, just a ton of great, great shooters that were out there. And... So we knew it was going to be an ultra-competitive match, especially with the wins being that they were uh, the first day. And it was truly, truly a race. It was a, a great time. Uh, <clears throat> nothing 
that I could say or, or, or think of that was negative about the match. Uh, it was a, a great time. And for those of you that haven't shot the Heat Stroke Open, you guys should get out there. The, the Okies out there know how to have a good time. They know how to put on a great match, and it was a ton of fun. So next, uh, you know, over the weekend, I had several conversations with different people uh, approaching us, asking us about the next season. So the way that the NRL works for everybody out there that's not familiar is every uh, August, the NRL puts out a application for submission for matches for the following year. Anybody who is confident that they can hold a two-day match, whether you're a seasoned match director or you're a new match director, you're more than welcome to apply. <clears throat> now here's the the tricky part is we take applications from August until September and then October we announce who those match directors are that are going to be a part of the 2020 season. And the reason that we do that is we want to give every match director the opportunity and enough time to figure out <clears throat> their schedule, how they would like their match to, to be ran, um, you know, why their match would be a good fit for the NRL. Now, obviously, since the NRL first started, you know, we have grown tremendously, and that's all because of you guys, the, the competitors, the sponsors, the match directors, everybody wanting to be a part of, uh, you know, our vision, which has now become a truly uh, communal vision, which is what we all had planned and hoped for at the very beginning. <clears throat> now, with that being said, our main goal with this is to develop a community of strong matches, uh, of great competitors, awesome sponsors, and the way that we do that is by quality. You know, it's very easy um, for us to go out there and say, yes, everybody can be uh, a mat or you know hold a match for 2020 for the NRL and, and end up with 40 or 50 matches or whatever, but we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that every single one of our matches is a good quality match. Um, that's with everything down to the you know the, the the smallest detail from you know gift bags, organizations, uh, donations from sponsors, uh, after match events, community events, um, prize table. I mean, you name it. We just want to make sure that we're putting on the best possible event for everybody and it's our belief that we can do that but we can't do that with a ton of matches so depending on who you are what your experience level is what your schedule is if it fits with the schedule of the current matches that are on the NRL calendar um, your experience location you know a ton of different factors that Tyler Frayner and myself and, and the NRL board look at, that's how we're going to kind of decide on what matches to bring on for 2020 and every year thereafter. As a match director, if you are picked to be a part of the, the NRL for the following season, you become one of our board directors. And that's what we do from September to October is 
<clears throat> we sit down together and we figure out what the new rules and regulations are, any addendums that we need to make, any changes in general that we need to make for the 2020 season. We all vote on them. Well, I take that back. I don't vote. Um, the match directors vote on it. If there's a tie, uh, Tyler Frenner, our director of match operation, is the tiebreaker vote. Um, and then we implement those rules. This way, we truly believe it gives all of our match directors a voice to represent their community of shooters in the best possible way that keeps it fair for everybody that's participating in the NRL. With that, you know, comes a lot of work, uh, a lot of organization, a lot of, uh, you know, good, uh, good cop, bad cop, devil's advocate, all that kind of stuff. And it's a, it's a long process, but we want to make sure that we do everything the best possible that we can for the community. Uh, once we figure that out, we announced that in October. Uh, once we announce rules, generally speaking, uh, we don't change the rules unless there is something so outstanding uh, that for whatever reason it got overlooked in the first run. Uh, we'll vote on it again and we'll make that addendum before the start of the season. Once the 2020 season starts in January, February, uh, depending on when our first match is, you know, those rules are set in place for that year. We don't change them. We don't change the schedule. Uh, we don't do anything like that unless there's, you know, an act of God. If a match gets flooded out or, you know, something happens, of course, we're going to do everything that we can to accommodate. Now, the reason we announce our schedule so early, you know, in October, is we want to give all of the competitors an opportunity to plan for the next season, you know, what matches they want to attend, how to get off work, uh, what, you know, whatever it is that they have to do, travel arrangements, whatever it is, and the same thing for the sponsors, so that they know what their season looks like for 2020 as well. Now, sponsors are a huge part of the NRL and the shooting sports community, so we want to provide them with enough opportunity to figure out, you know, which matches they want to attend, not only as competitors, but also as possibly a vendor, uh, support, things of that nature, and it just makes life a lot easier. And when there's, you know, a handful of good quality matches, you know, it makes this, it just makes a lot more sense so that people can figure it out. Now, in the 20, uh, 2019 season, you know, we've been pretty lucky. All of our matches, for the most part, have sold out. Uh, heat stroke was a little bit light. You know, it's just, uh, it is what it is. There's a ton of other matches that took place this weekend. Um, and Oklahoma is a tough place to shoot. Some people are intimidated by the heat stroke for whatever reason. But it's really nothing to be intimidated about. It's a great place to come out and learn and have some fun. So, with all of these matches being sold out, you know, this formula seems to be working very well for us, and we're going to continue to move forward with it. Now, the big question that the NRL has been receiving uh, lately is, what about the East Coast? Well, the East Coast is simple. The answer is very simple. If the East Coast wants to be a part of the NRL, our arms are wide open. We welcome you. We want you to be a part of it. However, to be fair... To all of the East Coast shooters, the NRL will not move East unless we have a minimum of four quality solid matches that can take place. The reason that we say that 
is because there's a minimum of three matches that have to take place in order for you to qualify or that you have to participate in for you to qualify for our championship. So if we have four matches, that gives you four opportunities to stay in the East without having to come out too far west to be able to compete to attend the championship. If the East Coast only has two matches that want to be a part of the NRL, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to do that because for whatever reason, uh, a lot of the East Coast shooters don't like to travel west, and that's completely fine. But, you know, I don't want to take up two potential match slots with matches that aren't going to do any good for the competitors out east. Um, with that being said, you know, if there's East Coast match directors out there that want to be a part of the NRO, again, open arms. We've already talked to several of you guys who have said that you want to. Um, so you just got to put your applications together. We have to make sure it makes sense. And if it does, we're going to be out there because we know that there's a lot of people on the East Coast that have been asking for the NRL. Uh, we're not neglecting you by, by choice, by any means. Uh, we just want to make sure that we can do what's right for you guys um, and not have to cancel matches or do anything uh, of that nonsense that makes it, you know, uh, uh, pointless for you guys to become members and, and try to compete for the championship. Um, so I think that pretty much answers what we're looking at as far as the the NRL process for the 2020 season. And we're truly excited. I mean, we get inundated with applications from, uh, you know, all over the place. Um, you know, there's even talks of other countries coming on board with the NRL next year, which we would be, you know, truly blessed to have. Um, so we're just excited in general.